If you ever meet Lillian Gish and she is wearing a black velvet bow, ask her if Mr. Cat gave it to her. Welcome to the Literary Cat Cast, a podcast merging literature and cats. I'm your host, Phoebe Phillips. This episode is about the book Mr. Cat by George Friedley. Mr. Cat may be the first cat literature book I ever purchased. I found it at an antique mall, probably in the 1990s. I had a cat, so I was alert to cat items. I remember seeing it, and I was attracted to the beautifully illustrated cover with Mr. Cat sitting in a window looking out on New York City. The illustrations are each works of art by Victor J. Dowling, who was an illustrator in the mid-20th century. The book was written by George Friedley in 1959 and published in 1960. It's a small book with a page count of only 55. Mr. Friedley's work was in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. He was an author, librarian, educator, and theater critic. He was the librarian in charge, which is actually a designated title, and established and organized the first theater collection for the New York Public Library. He was a regular columnist for Playbill, and a drama critic for New York newspapers and magazines. He kept company with many actors and actresses of this time period. The late actress Lillian Gish was a frequent visitor to his apartment, which was on Madison Avenue and 55th Street. Mr. Cat and Ms. Gish were tight little pals. She writes the foreword for this book, and the scene that I'll read in a moment is about Mr. Cat bringing her gifts from the couture sewing shops below on Madison Avenue. Yes, Mr. Cat was sort of a petty larcenist. And a three-week time, he brought George 14 tape measures. Mr. Cat came to live with George in 1943 as a four-month-old kitten from a New York pet shop. This podcast cannot do justice to how beautifully written this book is. The love George has for Mr. Cat and the charm Mr. Cat offers to George and his friends is heart-melting. And here's what I love most about this podcast, that 60 years later from the writing of this book and 76 years after Mr. Cat's birth, I bring the story to you over the internet in a podcast. How awesome is that? You can see some of the beautiful works of art, the illustrations, and find more information about the book, Mr. Cat, on our website, theliterarycatcast.com. While there, subscribe so you never miss an episode. To help contribute to the story, and before we get to the episode scene, I want to read the first opening page of the book in George Friedley's words. Catless and alone was my status in the summer of 1943. Guiltless of cat hairs was my Manhattan apartment, and there wasn't a scratch or a scar on the upholstery. There were no imperious morning and nightly calls for attention and feeding. There was no cat in my life, save the memories of the many whom I had known and cherished since early childhood. 
In short, I wanted the soft affection, the alert mind, the beauty, and homeliness of a cat about the house. And now, fill your favorite teacup and join me for the Literary Cat Cast and the episode, Mr. Cat and the Black Velvet Bow. It's showtime. I can hear my tea kettle. Mr. Cat discovered the workrooms that are always to be found on Madison Avenue above the shops. There are a half dozen or so busy young women would work away at the hats or dresses, which were later to make their appearance in the stores, and eventually on the figures of our ladies of fashion. Of course, they kept the windows of these workrooms barred, but this was against human invaders, perhaps a spy from another shop and not against a small cat. It must have been paradise for Mr. Cat when he discovered these rooms, and bits of felt, thread, and ribbon were soon added to the gifts he would bring home and proudly lay at my feet. Some were discarded, but the most important pieces were preserved for him to play with and were referred to as Mr. Cat's loot. One day, he brought in a straw toque complete with ribbon, except for a label, What commotion there must have been in one workroom the next morning. Another time, he tugged a full-length gray skirt up the fire escape. I particularly remember the time when he was interested in tape measures, because he turned up with 14 in three weeks. After that, he never found another, so I suppose the girls must have decided to take their measures home with them at night. I am curious to know if they ever did figure out who the tape measure fiend was. You might be wondering if he ever brought me anything that I could use. Well, one winter night before bedtime, he returned with a gray left-handed suede glove. He made his usual trumpeting call and dropped it at my feet. You naughty little thief, I rebuked him sternly. What use is one glove? Several nights later, in the presence of the actress, Kay Strozzi, I twitted Mr. Cat about it again. I tried it on to show Kay that it fit perfectly, and then returned it to the top of the mahogany chest in my bedroom, while he stalked out of the room in silent hauteur. Half an hour later, we were still talking, when Mr. Cat returned with a glove in his mouth. Had he climbed to the top of my chest? Kay picked it up and gave a cry. George, it's a right-handed glove. And so it was. It was the mate. I tried them both. As they fitted, I had them cleaned and wore them for several years. But I am afraid that this was the only practical present he ever gave me, though I tried to train him with crumpled five-dollar bills. Mr. Cat became famous for these explorations in harmless, I hope, bits of petty larceny. One winter night, Lillian Gish returned to my apartment after a play opening and chatted with Mr. Cat while I typed out my review. I want to see his trophies, she said. I went to the closet and got the basket with such pieces of loot that had not been stolen back by friends of mine. I dumped them on the floor at Lillian's feet while Mr. Cat 
heard and looked on with obvious relish. Finally, Lillian leaned forward and looking directly at him said, Mr. Cat, I have always thought your master was a truthful man, but this is too much. He must have given these to you. Mr. Cat returned her look and silently left the room. While we continued to discuss the play, he returned, ignored me completely, and walked directly to Lillian's feet, dropping something there. She picked it up. It was a small black velvet bow. If you ever meet Lillian Gish and she is wearing a black velvet bow, ask her if Mr. Cat gave it to her. The Literary Catcast is here to help you find a new book to read or fall in love with a new cat character. See everything you need to know about the book we just read, Mr. Cat, on the website, theliterarycatcast.com. Go there, because the illustrations for Mr. Cat are awesome. And while you're there, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. The meows for this episode are voiced by Sweet Bee, as in Sweet Pea, but with a B. She's a big black and white, we think about five years old, and her favorite thing is getting her long, luscious locks of hair brushed. We'll see you next time on the Literary Catcast. <laughs>